Hey, it's Drex from This Week Health Cyber and Risk Community, and I want to invite you to our next webinar. It's going to focus on what else? Defending health data. I'll be chatting with experts from Rubrik and Microsoft. Register right now at thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. That's all one string, R-U-B-R-I-K webinar, thisweekhealth.com slash rubric webinar. See you online soon. Today in health IT, workforce well-being. Interesting article that Judy Kirby brought up in social media. We're going to talk about it. My name is Bill Russell. I'm a former CIO for a 16-hospital system and creator of This Week Health. Set of channels dedicated to keeping health IT staff current and engaged. We want to thank our show sponsors who are investing in developing the next generation of health leaders. SureTest and Artisite and Parlance and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Having a child with cancer is one of the most painful and difficult situations a family can face. In 2023, to celebrate five years at This Week Health, we are working to give back. We are partnering with Alex's Lemonade Stand all year long. We have a goal to raise $50,000 from our community, and right now we're up over $45,000 for the year, and we would love to have you join us. Hit our website in the top right-hand column, you're going to see a logo for the lemonade stand. Click on that to give today. We believe in the generosity of our community and we thank you in advance. All right. So I was checking my social media today and Judy Kirby had an interesting post about 13 hours ago. And she was quoting this workplace study that Deloitte put out there. And the title for the workforce study is as workforce well-being dips leaders ask what will it take to move the needle and let me give you a little bit here first of all i want to give you the quote that she said 60 60 percent of employees 64 percent of managers and 75 percent of c-suites are seriously considering quitting for a job that would better support their well-being and i say quit and take care of yourself the, she goes on to say that she's seeing this in healthcare. They say the path to progress, there's three keys unlocking workforce well-being, empower managers to support workforce well-being, hold executives and their organizations accountable, and embrace the broader movement toward human sustainability. I love that term, human sustainability. Interesting. I want to focus in on a couple of things they say that the managers can do. They, let me give you the paragraph and then one, two, three, four, I don't know, about eight of these things that the same managers can do and just comment a little bit on them. Nearly all employees, 94%, feel their managers should have at least some responsibility for their well-being, and 96% of managers agree. However, a relatively low percentage of managers report that they support their staff in the following ways. And here are the eight ways. And I'm going to comment on, on each of these, I think, as I go through. 54% check in with employees about how they're doing. I think it's important to, important to make this systemic for managers. And I think it's also important to hold managers accountable to this kind of behavior. I think this may have changed over the pandemic. But you know, prior to the pandemic, what we did is we made sure that managers were meeting with their employees. Now, we had at least twice a year that they met with their with their staff, and they had conversations about their future. They had conversations about their current role. They had conversations about their work. They had conversations about what role they envisioned themselves in in the future and how we could help 
them to get there. That's a small snapshot of systemically what we did with managers. And then we held those managers accountable to documenting those conversations and ensuring that we were following up with that, that conversation to ensure that we were supporting that work of that staff member to, to their future. Again, small picture, the pandemic has changed this. And I think even more check-ins are required at this point. And I would make sure that managers are doing that. The manager role, I think, has escalated, and it is really much more important than it even was prior to the pandemic, especially with this remote work. It is so critical that the managers have the skills necessary to follow up with their staff, to have conversations with their staff about these things. Anyway, so that's just the first one. Let me hit a couple more here. 48% ensure that people's workloads are reasonable. It's so important that managers know their staff. Not all staff has the same capacity for work. They either may not have the same capacity just out of the chute, but they also might be in different life situations. They might be taking care of a um, of their parents. They might be taking care of uh, kids. They might be having a baby. They might, you know, any number of life scenarios can impact someone's reasonable workload. And so it's important to have those conversations first to understand what their capacity is. And then it's also important to understand, are, have we reached that capacity or exceeded that capacity? Because everyone's capacity is not static. We have to keep checking in. Next, 47% make sure employees take breaks during their day. Again, I think this is interesting. I'm not sure in a remote work environment what this looks like because I, I would assume that this is happening. And if it's not happening, it's probably as simple as looking at the calendar and saying, hey, are, are we putting too many things on somebody's schedule? Um, but again, good, a, a good manager is going to have this conversation if somebody says, oh my gosh, I haven't left my desk in 10 hours yesterday and I'm on that roll again today. I think it goes back to the previous one about workload, and it's also really modeling and educating to that staff member the, the importance of taking breaks. I know when I'm trying to solve really difficult problems, one of, the, one of the things I do pretty regularly is walk away from work, walk away from the problem, take a walk, read a book, have lunch with my wife, whatever it happens to be. It's amazing how many times the solution to the problem comes to me while I'm doing something else. I'm not sitting in front of the whiteboard, just grin and bear it, rifle through it, find the solution. A lot of times when I allow my mind to swim in other areas and to think about other things, the solution just comes to me. And I think it's important for people to take breaks and to separate themselves from the work and the specific challenges and problems that they're trying to deal with. It goes on, 38% encourage employees to use their company's well-being benefits. I would say that's an interesting number to me. I would say a majority of your uh, employees and staff probably don't know your company's well-being benefits. And I would start there. We talk about this pretty often within our company. I'm not sure I did talk about it when I was CIO at the health system. And I'm not sure I would have known them that well. We probably talked about them once or twice a year. Open enrollment was definitely a time where we would talk about it. 
and I'm not sure the the managers were well versed on the well being benefits. A- again, that's where I would start. Make sure your managers understand your well being benefits, and then that they're having the conversations to communicate them out. And as a leader, take the opportunity in your town halls or whatever public forum that you have to make people aware of the well being benefits. Now let me rifle through these last five. 37% make sure employees use their paid time off or take time off. I think it's this is an interesting one to me. Um, you know, I, there's so many people that are so proud that they don't take time off. And there's people that are proud that they've stacked time up over, I have this much PTO. In fact, I'm, I'm even not accruing any more PTO because I have so much. I, I'm just so busy, I can't get away. It is important to force those people to get away. It's good for your staff to see it. It's good for them to realize that um, they're not, I mean, that there's a Superman syndrome that starts to set in with people like, I am irreplaceable. I am the center of this organization. Nothing can happen without me. And they need to get away to diminish that somewhat to see the value of the other staff members around them and to see that the work can get done. And I think that's a, that's a virtuous cycle. They get away, things are good, they see that they're not um, irreplaceable, the rest of the staff picks up the slack and it will start to function more as a team. We, we used to talk all, uh, a bunch about, we did not want superheroes in IT, we wanted NASA. NASA functions as a team, everybody playing their role, doing their part, carrying the load, and that's much more effective than the superhero mentality that often exists within IT. Let me go on, 35% are open about their own well-being with their staff. Again, not something you can force, but um, you know, identifying managers that are able to share in those ways with their staff is, I would think, much more effective in terms of managing the staff and letting them know that there is empathy for the situations that they're in and probably opens up communication due to that empathy. 30% model healthy behaviors. Modeling healthy behaviors. I, various points in my career, did not model healthy behaviors. And I think it's important for leaders to get away especially now, I think a lot of C-suites have gone to this whole concept of as much vacation as you want, as much PTO as you want. Now they're doing it because of the balance sheet liability, but at the end of the day, we don't know how to function in that environment. It's like, take as much vacation as you want, just make sure you get your work done. That's essentially the sentiment that's being put out there. You need to have your staff trained so that you can step away. You need to have the confidence in your staff so that you can step away. And understand you also can fall into that superhero mindset. I am the one that makes this happen. If you don't have a team that makes it happen, you're not doing your job as a leader. You need to have a team that can that can pick up the work when you're not there, just like you pick up the work when they're not there. And then finally, 26% lead team well-being activities or challenges. Again, participate where possible with HR, with the uh, benefits team, with the well-being team to understand what that will look like and how that would play out. Um, again, I think really interesting, interesting article. I appreciate Judy Kirby 
bringing this up. Great topic and important for us to get in front of work. You know, human sustainability is a new concept for me and an important concept for all of us. All right, that's all for today. If you know of someone that might benefit from our channel, please forward them a note. They can subscribe on our website, thisweekhealth.com, or wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Overcast, Spotify, Stitcher. You get the picture. We are everywhere. We want to thank our channel sponsors who are investing in our mission to develop the next generation of health leaders, SureTest, Artisite, Parlance, and ServiceNow. Check them out at thisweekhealth.com slash today. Thanks for listening. That's all for now.